Welcome to Redemption Today Podcast. My name is Rigo Mercado, and on this podcast, I provide Bible teaching that encourages and helps Christians grow in faith, live in victory, and exercise all their redemptive rights in Christ. Let's jump right into today's Bible lesson. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Redemption Realities. In fact, it's a new series called Redemption Realities, where I'll be talking about what the Bible says about our redemption in Christ Jesus and everything Jesus redeemed us from and why he came to redeem us. So first, we're going to talk about what is redemption. We're going to define redemption biblically and see what the Bible says about it. And our foundation text of this study is Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. It reads, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. This verse clearly states that in Christ Jesus we have redemption. We have been redeemed through His blood. His redemption has provided an inheritance in Christ. It has provided deliverance from the power and authority of the kingdom of darkness and Satan, and it has given us forgiveness of sins. And as we go further in the in this study, we'll see other benefits of our redemption that Jesus provided for us. So what is the meaning and purpose of redemption in Christ? What's the meaning of that word redemption? So let's first define that that biblical word redemption. Greek definition, uh, in the Hebrew definition of the word redemption means to buy out, to buy. It speaks of purchasing a slave and setting that slave free. A ransom price which is paid to set someone free who was in bondage. And how does that relate to us? Well, mankind fell into sin in the Garden of Eden. And we were enslaved to sin and the devil. And we were under his authority and power. Jesus came to pay the price of our redemption and set us free from sin and Satan's harsh grip. Just like God delivered the children of Israel from Egyptian bondage, Jesus, our great deliverer, has redeemed us from the bondage of sin, Satan, and eternal separation from God. In fact, we see this theme of redemption throughout the scriptures. In the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, 7 through 9, it reads, The Lord did not send his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. And he's talking about the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. In verse 8, But because the Lord loves you, and because he will keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you from the house of bondage and from the Pharaoh and from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So we see this this illustration how in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel were enslaved by the Egyptians for 400 years, God sent a deliverer through Moses to deliver his people and redeem them out of that bondage into his presence, into freedom, away from that bondage into freedom, and made a nation out of them. So they can go inherit the promises God provided for them. But he redeemed them from bondage. And then in Psalm 74, 2, it reads, Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old. 
the tribe of your inheritance which you have redeemed, this Mount Zion where you have dwelt. I love this because it uses the word here when God speaks of redeeming his people. It says you purchased them of old. You purchased them. And that's what Jesus did for us. He purchased us from sin. He purchased us away from the enemy and brought us back into fellowship with God. And we see that again in Jeremiah 31, 11. It says, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of one stronger than he. So redemption requires a purchase. It requires a payment of a ransom to get something back. You know, uh, if you ever been to a pawn shop and you turn something in, right? You cannot get that object back unless you redeem it back by buying it back. You purchase it back. If not, it just stays there. In the same way, God ransomed, ransomed us. He redeemed us through Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says something amazing here because it says that we were purchased. We were bought at a price. Jesus paid a price for us. And he valued us, he had high value upon us because he loved us. And it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 through 20, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So notice that we were bought at a price. A precious price was paid to purchase us. What was that price? What was the price Jesus paid to redeem us? The answer to that was is his blood. Jesus shed his blood for us. First Peter chapter 1, 18 through 19 reads, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition of your fathers, but but with but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. By the precious blood of Jesus. So redemption means to buy back. Jesus bought us back from the hand of the enemy and from sin. And the reason he had to do that, again, is that mankind sold themselves over to Satan when they sinned, and God had to legally redeem us back. And what's amazing is that since Adam sinned and was separated from God, the only way to redeem man back is through another man. So Jesus, who is God, had to become a man, lived the perfect life that Adam should have lived, lived an obedient life to the Lord. Remember, he was born of God in the womb of Mary, so the seed of sin did not pass to him. That That's why the incarnation was important. The incarnation is when God became a man, and he lived on the earth. He was tempted as we are, yet without sin, and he was our perfect sacrifice. He went to the cross as our perfect lamb, without spot, without blemish, our perfect sacrifice, and he was able to legally redeem us. In fact, Romans chapter 5, that whole chapter talks about how through one man's disobedience, talking about Adam, sin entered the world. And then it says, by one man's obedience, life was given. 
Jesus became our representative. We identify with Jesus as our perfect sacrifice. In 1 Corinthians 5.21, it says that God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So there was a great exchange at the cross. Jesus took our sin. He took our sickness and disease. He took everything from the effects of the, of the fall upon himself. And then he gave us his righteousness. He gave us his healing, his life. He gave us eternal life. There was a great exchange. And we identified with that. And we say, Jesus, I believe that. You know, the moment you make Jesus the Lord of your life, all the benefits of redemption are applied to you. You just have to receive them by faith and exercise your faith in them and your rights in Christ and say, you know what, this belongs to me. I'm going to walk out all that Jesus has provided for me. Going back to our main scripture in Colossians chapter 1, 12 through 14, where it says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And in order for us to walk out that inheritance, we have to know what that inheritance is. And that inheritance is clearly stated in the scriptures. You know, there's the legal side of redemption. What that means is Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead. That's a fact. He did that for us. But then the vital side of redemption, which is the living side, is our, our application and reception of all that he did for us. We're to experience that and walk that out. It's not just good enough to believe that he died on the cross and rose from the dead, which is a good start, but we're to receive his inheritance, everything he provided for us. And we do that by faith. We do that by receiving everything he's done for us. You know, as you read the scriptures, especially in the epistles, which are the letters written to the church, there's often many phrases that says, in Christ. For example, it says, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Well, that's for you. That's what his redemption provided for you. So you can say, you know, the moment you received Christ, you were born again, you became a new creation in Christ. So you can boldly declare, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. You know, and it goes, there's other scriptures, you know, we're more than conquerors through him, through him that loved us. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus who loved us because of his redemption. So we have redemption in Christ Jesus, and Jesus has bought us with his precious blood. And as we go further in this study, we'll see how not only do we have an inheritance, but he's delivered us from the power of darkness, from the authority of Satan. He has delivered us from sickness and disease. He has given us eternal life. He has given us abundance and provision. He's redeemed us from poverty and lack. So all these things are because of his redemption. And Jesus came to the earth to die for our sins and raise from the dead to redeem us from all that was lost in the Garden of Eden. He bought us back and then he brought us, not only did he buy us back, but he brought us back to the Garden of Eden. And what was there? Fellowship with God. Adam and Eve walked in perfect fellowship with God in the cool of the day, the Bible says. They were provided for. There was no sickness, no disease. They were working the, you know, for, for the Lord in the garden, fulfilling his purpose for them. And God restored us back to that place through Christ Jesus. 
And we have eternal life because of that. So again, what's the meaning of redemption? It means to buy back, to ransom, to purchase. And what was the price that Jesus paid? What was the price that Jesus paid on the cross? His precious blood. His blood was the price he paid for your redemption. Amen. I pray this study was a blessing to you. Join me next time for part two of this series of Redemption and Realities, where we'll talk about all that he redeemed us from. We'll start a study on everything he redeemed us from and all the benefits. Thanks for joining. Thank you for listening to the Redemption Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect with us and be blessed by these teachings. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.